1: at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions. Supply.
0: So this week on WOMA, we have our first installment of what we hope will be a semi-regular, ongoing segment on the show where we deep dive or at least dip our toes into a different martial art from around the world and trying to offer at least a brief description to all the listeners and all the watchers so uh, we can start to really educate ourselves and the people we train with about how much variety there really is in this world of martial arts. Um, The first one that we decided to go with is the art of capoeira. If you're unfamiliar with capoeira, which I'm sure you're not, uh, it is a very, very unique art, a very unique uh, approach to martial art, to martial methodology. It's an Afro-Brazilian martial art that has its, its roots in the transatlantic slave trade. Um, it's, most of its roots and even the stem of the art, the, the bulk of the art itself actually really comes from West African tradition. So while we associate it with Brazil, a lot of the elements are a holdover from very old, old cultural methodologies and uh, rituals and traditions from West Africa. We're talking particular places like Angola, um, North, Northwest Africa, like Senegal, Gambia, a lot of these places had really rich warrior traditions and still do, warrior cultures that were um, decimated quite a bit by the slave trade. And so some of those things came through to the new world were imported along with obviously the, the tragedy of slavery. Um, we're talking about rituals and cultural traditions from hunter and gatherer groups, from, from the actual bands of hunters, from warriors, even people like shaman, um, including things like dance, music and singing and incantation. Uh, various warrior arts and combat methods, and even different forms of divination. Now, I asked the guys here to jump into a little bit of research on copware and get a sense for, you know, what they could learn about it, what they already knew about it, what they liked about it. I think I'm the only one in the room that has some experience with it. I've done copware on and off since I was rather young, and it's one of the reasons I wanted to uh, have us talk a little bit about it. So, Mick, what did you learn so far? If, was this a new art to you? I mean, apart from being aware of it from film, had you ever tried it before?
1: No. Well, this is the thing, you know, with my uh, well-known love of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I'm obviously super aware of capoeira, but to tell you the truth, I was quite ignorant of it it all. You know, my uh, my understanding of capoeira was basically Eddie Gordo in Tekken 3. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I thought it was amazing, but I thought it was just a spectacle. And uh, yeah, I won't lie to you, man. Uh, research and it was it it had had a profound effect on me to tell you the truth there was some pretty uh there was some pretty grim stuff that i didn't realize without being glib i I didn't realize how awful the situation was you know and obvious how how it came around and how it came from africa obviously through slavery it's grim 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 watching or reading when you start looking into it.
0: Which is interesting, isn't it? Because when you see it performed, when you see when you watch Capoeira, it's sounds and looks like joy. Right? Joy- I mean, it, it is the embodiment of joy, but the roots of it are so dark.
1: Well, you see, this is the thing. This is why it's such a profound thing. Because to tell you the truth, I went in there thinking it was just a bit of a takeaway thing. I was going to go watch maybe two documentaries, have a bit of a crack with you and say, oh, they look really cool in those tracky bottoms, jumping around. Imagine busting a move like that at your local disco and stuff. With me, what what really, really got me and affected me, was how it is truly a way of life, you know, uh, especially for the guys who really, really are into it, and it like informs every single part of their life. It was, it was just the the fact how awful these people were treated. That again, it it was a proper wake up call for me because obviously you hear the music, you see the guys mooching around. Nine times out of ten on YouTube, when you see when you see Capoeira, what do you see? people smiling laughing clapping the whole nine yards and then the thing that i kept going back to was like not just and this is the one thing that i will tell you that i took away from all of it which i really really admired because uh as you guys know and anyone who's ever listened to any interview of mine i want to say that i'm an enlightened and forgiving individual but i am not I got into martial arts to kick ass, take names, chew gum, and I'm all out of gum. No, I got into martial arts to kick the shit out of people. And the more I studied, more I studied what Capoeira was all about. Was I just loved the fact that some of these some of these slaves had escaped the, you know, the Portuguese masters who treated them really, really badly. And what did they do? They didn't just go off and do some training and like, oh, if they come back no man they went back to liberate their brothers man and they went in there and kicked the shit out of these dudes and for me as i said it was affecting and like i'm not one of these fuzzy wuzzy individuals who are into any of this
0: yeah
1: you know you know what i'm like but i looked at this and i was thinking right man if you want to if you want to do something do that man
0: yeah and i'm I'm glad to hear that you know at uh, a couple of things occur to me. One, I should make sure I provide some structure for what the art is, is really about, maybe a little more of the history and a little more of uh, how it actually works, because it can be deceiving when you watch it. It just looks like a mix between acrobatics, breakdancing and a little bit of karate or something. And there's there's a lot more to it and quite a bit more to it than that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it can give us an insight. It it It's like looking through you know, a time portal or something, you're, you're really getting exposed to very old traditions. Um, when, when some of these practices were brought over through some of the spiritual traditions and the warrior cultural traditions from West Africa in that time period, in the West, it's still this way now. In the West, we tend to think of things like dance, music, uh, spirituality, combat methodology, herbs, incantations, all these different things as separate things. Right. Separate areas of study or whatever. But for those people in that place in that time, and it's largely still true today, they're one thing. They're all part of one thing. And so we hear these stories about um, the, you know, slavery's in cap- or the slaves in captivity in Brazil, largely working in the sugarcane fields. there, uh, having to practice this at night by the fire disguised as a dance. Now, other groups are going to disagree with that pretty vehemently and say, no, it really came more from the collective of people when they called the quilombos, which were the they're like little villages that are effectively comprised of escaped slaves. And so in these places, there's, there's sort of a, a mashup, a stewing of some of the different cultural traditions from across different parts of Africa, but indeed, particularly around West Africa. So some of these things are going to be influenced cross-culturally from different groups from the African continent. And so we see that come through in the art in a lot of different ways. Coupler at this time period would look a lot different than what we see in films like Only the Strong or in video games or what have you. Um yeah, you can still see remnants of it today <clears throat> in, uh, in what they call Capoeira Angola. And so Angola is not just one of the countries that you can trace the roots of this art and of the Berenbao and things back to. But Angola is also one of the two primary styles of capoeira. Uh, the second one, the one that's a little more dynamic or rather more acrobatic, it's more visually stunning, is maybe the most common now in the world called Heijanau. It looks like regional, so Heijanau. And that's, it's extremely dynamic, really beautiful. It's like watching a mix between breakdancing, ballet and martial art performance or wushu, something like that. But then there's this really great musical element to it. Again, if you're uninitiated to what cupware even looks like, it's comprised of two people uh, getting together in the middle of a circle, it's called a hoda. And it's it's kind of a ring, but really it's more a playing field. And so, um, capoeira is is really revolves around what's considered a game. And so, <clears throat> it's not two people sparring and not touching each other as much as it is. Two people kind of playing, fainting, almost like when you're younger, you're not quite slap boxing, but you're just sort of, oh, I don't know. We would have called it grab assing, right? I don't know if it would translate the same in the UK, but these are just two people kind of pretending to have a go with each other. Oh, I could have got you here. I could have got you there. i ah, having a laugh. Somebody fell over. Couple has that quality to it. You're playing, but you're playing with these really dynamic, really fast paced, very strong techniques that, if they land, could be extremely devastating. And that's the nature of it. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fall. You're going to have to improvise and adapt like crazy. You're going to get it wrong. You're going to learn from it. You're going to get back up. You're going to find the rhythm of that moment and the support of the people around you. And that will keep you moving again. In this way, Copper is considered to be a kind of metaphor, and analog for life, for the universe. So inside of that circle, there's this very old ritual that's taking place that's supposed to be an echo of how we're supposed to interact with the world around us. It's a lot different than, you know, just standing in line and throwing some punches and kicks in the air. Not that that's more or less than, but it's quite a bit different. Mick, what elements of that jumped out to you when you were going through your research?
1: Well, it was, it was a community thing more than anything where it had some of the cool things I like about jujitsu where it's just hanging around, you know, where you're all on the mat together, you're rolling around and yeah, you know, if, if, you're, if you're on a good mat where there's good culture, you know, people are giving out advice and, you know, they're cheering you on sure. and stuff, and it's none of this, you know, Karate Kid bullshit, finish him or any of this, is <laughs> no, 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 no pass, no pass, no pass, go, 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 you know, stuff like that, and it was, uh, as you were saying, some of the old rituals that said, I, I, I'm the least hipster uh, character you'll ever meet, but it was that there, there was something, like, just watching it, there's something very primal about it. You know, it's like something that I can see, I can see why, especially in today's world where people want to get, get turned on to that. You know, it's like um, I, I always say uh, wh- one of the reasons why I think jujitsu is such a big thing is because it taps into something inside of us that we've ignored for a long time, you know, which is just there, there is nothing better than the, the confidence of knowing what you are capable or not capable of doing. As you were just saying there, going into the hoda there and failing. Like that's the one that I found a lot, which which I found I found most amusing, was when these guys screwed up, they did not give a shit. They were laughing their yeah. heads off with each other. And, it's a ah, blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. it was like well done, man. At least you had a go.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't mean that there aren't going to be tense moments. I've I've watched HODAS happen here in Detroit where the two practitioners were both very, very high. In fact, I think one of them may have been a mess right, but very, very, very high-level practitioners who did not like each other and there was a score to settle. That's an interesting thing to watch. It's different wow. than the rest of it. But for the most part, yeah, it's it's that spirit of community and that sense of um, like this is where you want to make those mistakes. And, and then the training doesn't often have a lot of conversation for, Hey, so if somebody jumps you in a parking lot, yeah. start, you know, this, this movement back and forth, get your body swaying and your hips swaying. And, you know, obviously that's the, you know, the conversations about it as a martial art where people are going, well, that would never work for fill in the blank. Most couple of are going to agree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, most of them will, because it's just not why they're doing it. There's so many other great elements involved.
1: While I was watching it, I was laughing because uh, you posted something a couple of days ago about, yeah, Jeet Kune Do, and you were, you were saying, are we still having these conversations? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like trapping doesn't work, stuff like that. And I'm, I was looking at the Capoeira last night, looking at these, these Capoeiras, and I'm thinking, imagine some, uh, part of my French. But imagine some prick walking in there and going, I don't know if this would work outside of the circle K." Right. And then next thing you know, some guy just goes upside down and kicks him in the head. <laughs> the, the one thing that I'd like to get your, yeah, obviously you, you know a lot about this. The only Capoeira I've ever really met was from a favela in Brazil. He's a Brazilian guy. And he taught BJJ, Capoeira and Lutra Livre. That's the three things he taught. Now, in Brazil, like I know in, the, in America and around the world, it's open to everybody. But in Brazil, this is my question is it still like, you know, the, impo- the impoverished? That that really practice it, or because it, it's almost like a religion to a lot of these guys.
0: Sure, yeah, I mean, it's a good question, and it I, I think it's just not a straightforward answer in the sense that it's really subjective. I think there was there was a period of time right after the or shortly after at least the abolishment of slavery in Brazil. I think it's like eighteen eighty ish, where capoeira kind of became a. It was outlawed. It it became something that was really associated with criminals and street gangs. And, you know, they're having to use some of these skills on a street level to be able to hustle some money and, you know, survive in more of an urban setting in that way. Um, And so it was it was outlawed. You had some folk traditions carried over that got adapted a little bit where some of these guys are going to have nicknames then. So they're concealing their identity or whatever. And we still have uh, nicknames in Capoeira to this day. So, um, you know, it's it's roots as they developed, went through a lot of different phases like so many different martial arts. And BJJ is the same thing. I mean, it when the first time I had like a really sort of playful role in BJJ, I went, this really reminds me of capoeira. It just had a similar vibe. And it somehow seemed like that can't be a coincidence. They're both Brazilian. It just be, be, must be something innate to the, the culture of that place and to the, the people that comprise it. Um, you're going to find some... I don't know if white collar is really the white, right word, but you're going to find, you know, upper echelon kind of people that train couple around. You're going to find, you know, attorneys and doctors and stuff like that. And you're going to find more blue collar people like myself that are just, you know, regular Joes that are really into martial art. And they're going to meet inside the Hoda and have a game and have a laugh, learn from each other and interact in that way in a way that's very physical and very intuitive. And, you know, I think that's, that's part of the point. You know, that's part of the point is the, the ability for that to be not a proving ground for your art, though it is that, but for the ability for it to be a, an actual melting pot when the two of you are in there, you know. And so I think well, it does really cover a lot of different communities now.
1: Well, this was the thing in my research. Like I don't want I don't want to sound don't want to sound like you know going on YouTube is being a researcher, but it was like the easiest way I could get my information. The one thing that I noticed while I was doing it was the the criminal element thing, because obviously Brazil's very funny because it's got almost like a caste system without it being a color thing. You know what I mean? Right. That's not, like you either have money or you don't have money, and it was like so some of these were like. First of all, this, this is what I took away from it. I understood about how awful it was and how it started off, which like, affected me. Then it was like, some of these guys were like debt collectors, strong arm merchants, you know? So it's obviously that the, the martial art worked because these guys were going out collecting money. You know, they were putting the hammer on people for real in brazil which i don't know if you know but they're pretty tough characters anyway
0: and that story does a little bit to undo the adage that i agree with but that was here that you fight like you train yeah we're like those are some genuinely bad dudes who are not fighting like they trained
1: you know exactly but but they still have
0: the ability to implement it this reminds me a lot of to be honest filipino martial art so many different martial arts that come from a slightly more modern urban environment, it's quite often there's some part of the history or the background is going to include a criminal element. We hear a lot about our famous escrimadors who weren't just good in these challenge matches. They were kind of scoundrels. They're pirates. They're, you know, people who I admire, yeah. but they're not, you know, if in another context, <laughs> or if you're not a martial artist, you may not be that forgiving because there's some unsavory stuff that you hear from time to time from in a, you know, conventional sense. So, you know, the, those origin stories, even, like rooftop um, kung fu gang fights and stuff like that in Hong Kong, you know, some of these things that become the stuff of legends were true in their time. And Bruce Lee was effectively outed, ousted from the country for beating up somebody. I mean, these these are not always the kindest people when we when we think of some of these different stories, right? They're 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 real people, so there there's yeah. a lot of stuff that goes on with them. And I've trained Capoeira with some guys who I who were real deal guys. You know what I mean? They're, they're pretty serious dudes in their, their life outside of the Hoda. And once they stepped in, you could see this sort of childlike thing come back out of them. Once they left the building, I'm sure they're going back on the block. They're doing whatever it is they do. Okay, fine. But when they stepped into the Hoda, it's a whole different guy. And you can see this sort of youthful quality and this supportive things, very community-oriented aspect comes out of them. And it's just inherent. It's the power of how it works. So yeah, it, we see different... Areas around the world now, Israel, you know, the US, different places where it's a big deal for whatever reason. And each of those copora cultures might be slightly different. But um, I don't know. I've I've had good groups and bad groups I've had the opportunity to meet and move around a little bit with. But for the most part, it's it's one of the arts I always suggest to people. If you like music, if you like dance, if you want to get involved in something new or especially, especially for kids. Because it will teach them rhythm. It will teach them a foreign language, Portuguese. It will teach them how to dance. It will teach them some basic techniques for self-defense. It will give them a community of people to plug into and teach them about a culture probably outside of their own. So for my money, it's one of the best ones you can get. Yeah. If your whole focus is on you know, being the next Jason Bourne, probably give her a pass. But when you spend enough years doing the Jason Bourne thing and you realize you got to start doing a little work on yourself, come back to Capoeira.
1: Yeah, you gotta believe it, man. Treadstone ain't hiring anymore. So you yeah, know right. what I mean? That's <laughs> the thing. Thanks again, man. I really enjoyed checking it out. Um, as I said, so, some of the stuff I learned was like crazy. Brazil, the last country in the world yeah. to abolish slavery. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm. As I said, uh, I will thank you and I will admonish you in equal measure mm-hmm. over this because. It sent me down a bit of a despondent hole, to tell you the truth, Sure. in regard to YouTube, because history is bad, man.
0: Yeah, and a lot of it's tough. And it's, it's one of the reasons I suggest it, because I think it, it, it offers a lot of lessons for off the mat. It offers a lot of exposure to, to ideas that maybe didn't come up in a regular old history class, at least not in public school where I grew up, that kind of thing. It'll give you some, some fresh perspective on the reality of, of what went down in that time and that place. Um, you know, I should say as a caveat, I should have said it up top. I'm not an expert or some sort of historical expert on capoeira. Uh, I'm not Brazilian. I'm not even African-American. So the, uh, I don't want to overstep or overstate uh, any of the things that I'm saying. I'm regurgitating what I've been taught by my teachers over the years and hopefully doing doing that some service. So, you know, there's a lot of other opinions, a lot of other ideas about All of these things are very complex from people who are going through a horrific amount of trauma over the course of a hundred or several hundred years rather. So it's worth looking into because it can really teach us a lot about the origin of a martial art, the purpose of a martial art what it means to be a martial artist and what the hell even is martial art, right? Because it undoes so many of the things that we hear batted back and forth. It's supposed to be, this, supposed to be that. You're supposed to fight this way. That never works in the ring. It never works, whatever this, that, and the other thing. It undoes all of those conversations and you get to just see tradition happening in real time. And for that, I really think it's worth its salt.